Hi guys and welcome back to another lesson. In this lesson we are going to be talking about carbs, protein and fat and how those three things relate to the calorie density of a specific food. If you've ever asked the question, well what about protein on your plate or what about a low carb diet versus a high carb diet and how do I know which is best then this is going to be the lesson for you so listen up. So all foods are made of these macronutrients, carbs, protein and fat. We call them macros. All foods or whole foods are also made up of micronutrients. We normally just call them nutrients. Those are things like your vitamin C, your zinc, your selenium, your iron, all of this other good stuff. Refined carbohydrates or refined foods take out some of these elements. So in nature, every single food has a combination of these, just a different kind of ratio. So we call something like a banana, we call it a carb, right? but it actually does still contain protein. It does still contain tiny amounts of fat. The only time that a food doesn't contain fat or protein is if it's had some kind of processing to remove those elements. So if you think of white sugar, white sugar starts as a whole food, normally sugar beets, and then it is processed down to remove that tiny bit of fat, remove that tiny bit of protein, and obviously remove all the water and fiber in there. So it's quite misleading when we call things just a carbohydrate or just a protein. Every single food has all of these if it is a whole food. So when people talk about a carb versus a protein, what we're normally talking about is what that is predominantly made up of. What is the biggest percentage in that food? And we're gonna talk about carbohydrates first. And I wanna show you this graph because even when you call something a carb or you call it a protein, it can actually be quite misleading what that really means. So if you look at this little chart here, when you, when you talk about something like a donut, for example, most people would call this a carb. You know, oh, donuts, they're a bad carb. Donuts make you fat. But actually have a look at the calorie breakdown. Only 50% of the calories from this donut are coming from carbohydrates. The rest are coming from fat and then a tiny amount is coming from protein. So carbohydrates get a bit of a bad rep <laughs> and it's understandable because a lot of what we call carbohydrates are highly refined things like sugar and flour and they are very calorie dense and they don't really have many nutrients left after that processing process but carbohydrates are actually your preferred source of fuel your body loves carbohydrates carbohydrates when you consume them are stored as glycogen glycogen is like your quick energy stores Think of fat as like your deep storage. It's what your body is gonna pull from in famine or a zombie apocalypse. But carbohydrates are what your body is gonna be using to fuel you today and the next few days. That's your quick energy drawers. The healthiest people on the planet eat a high carbohydrate diet and carbohydrates are where you're gonna get most of your nutrients. Think of things like broccoli, whole grains, uh, fruits, beans, all of these things are high carbohydrate foods and they are incredibly nutritious for you. This is one of the problems with portion controlled diets is that just by reducing your portion sizes you can easily reduce your nutrients as well. What we're trying to do here on the contrary is to increase your portion sizes but decrease your calories so you get the best of both worlds. You can lose weight but you also are able to eat a very healthy diet because you are increasing the amount of nutrients that you are eating. So carbohydrates contain about four calories 
per gram. And we'll get into why this matters a little bit further on. When you're thinking about carbohydrates, remember it's a percentage of the food that you're looking at. I want you to think about two specific types of carbohydrates and categorize everything you know into these two types. Rather than good and bad, think unrefined carbohydrates versus refined carbohydrates. So an unrefined carbohydrate is pretty much everything that you can get out of the ground, that you can grow on a tree, that you can go and get out of a field, and all that needs to happen to it is some kind of washing or peeling or cooking for it to be edible. So a potato, for example, you go and get it out of the ground, you chop it up, you bake it, and you eat it. That's an unrefined carbohydrate, as opposed to sugar that goes through a ton of processing to make. That's a refined carbohydrate. And I wanted to show you this picture right here of why this is such a calorie, I'm gonna use a word that I think is made up, densifying process. So if you look at what happens when someone takes 10 pounds of beets, so most sugar is made from sugar beets now. So they cooked this all down, they removed a lot of the fibrous outside of it, and from 10 pounds of beets, they got this tiny little cup of sugar water. And so this is the issue with processing carbohydrates is that you take out the parts that don't have any calories, the fiber and the water, and then you make it incredibly calorie dense because those elements are gone. And the issue with 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 <laughs> with refined carbohydrates is more about what they don't have. They don't have these things, not what they do have. They don't have the nutrients, they don't have the fiber, they don't have the water. Here's another little idea of what happens when you refine carbohydrates. And the more you refine it, the more calorie dense it becomes. So refined, part of the refining process could be simply peeling a beet right? Because you've removed some of what is there. You've removed some of the fiber. But as you go further and further and down, down this pyramid, it is getting less and less of these zero calorie elements, but is still maintaining those calories. So you've got much less food, but you've got all those calories, all those original calories still there. And I don't think you could eat 10 pounds a beet right? But you could easily scarf down this tiny little bit of sugar water very, very easily. See, this is the thing. We were never designed to have to deal with foods that are so calorie dense. So when you're thinking about things like alcohol, if you're thinking about soda or white flour or bread, all of these things are high in calorie density because they have had the water or the fiber removed or a combination of both. So when you're wondering, how do I know how calorie dense something is? How do I know how calorie dense a carbohydrate is? Look at how refined it is. That's gonna give you a really good indication of whether it is a low calorie density food or a high calorie density food. And if you look at the calorie density chart again, all of these foods in the green section are unrefined carbohydrates. All right guys, so now let's talk a little bit about fat. And fat is a calorie powerhouse. This is like the energizer, bunny, battery of powerhouses when it comes to how many calories it can store. So if you remember that carbohydrates are four calories per gram, fat is more than double that at nine calories per gram. So it is more than double the calorie density for the same amount of food. 
So it's important to understand this, that high fat foods are automatically higher in calorie density. So guys, if you're looking at the label of something, or you're looking at nuts, or oils, or coconut cream, or anything that has added fat, understand that that's automatically going to be higher than a carbohydrate or a protein counterpart, because it is double the calories per gram, or more than double. Have a look again at this calorie density chart. The highest calorie foods have the highest fat content. Even healthy foods like nuts and seeds are high in fat and are therefore high in calories because of their fat content. So when you process a fat, same with carbohydrates, you make it more calorie dense. So what's the most calorie dense fat on the planet? It's going to be the most calorie dense food overall and that's oil. There is no healthy oil. It is a refined product. Oil is to fat what sugar is to carbohydrates. You take a whole food and you remove the nutrients, you remove the other macronutrients and you're left with an incredibly refined product. That is oil. That is why we recommend do not consume oil. Do not cook with oil. It is a waste of your calorie allowance. So guys, is eating a low fat diet like what we recommend, is that healthy? So have a little look at this. Guys, eating a low fat diet, 10 to 15% of your calories coming from fat, there is overwhelming scientific evidence that this is healthy, that it's protective against disease and that it is better for weight loss even with the same calories. Calorie for calorie, a low fat diet beats out a high fat diet. High fat diets are associated with high rates of obesity and disease. The healthiest people on the planet, the Okinawans that were studied, the little island of Okinawa in Japan, were the healthiest people that have ever been studied. They ate a diet of about 6% fat and most of their calories are coming from sweet potato, which I feel like I would be fine with. So here's some other things to understand about fat. When fat comes into your body, it is stored differently from carbohydrates. So it is easier to store fat because it is already fat. There is not really much calorie burn that happens in storing the fat that you eat as fat on your body. When you eat fat, most of it goes to your belly flab, your thighs, and your visceral fat. So overconsumption of carbohydrates, eating too much sugar, that is going to lead to weight gain at some point but you get much more weight gain from the excess fat. So if you look at conversion of carbohydrates to fat, in contrast, your body wants to store fat and it wants to burn carbs. So most excess carbs, even if you eat more than what you need in carbohydrates, they are not going to be stored as fat, but they're going to be stored as glycogen. And then when they're when they are converting to fat, there's a 23, nearly 24% calorie burn just from that conversion process. And guys, this is the reason that I think that there are so many vegan influencers who are able to eat very low fat, high carbohydrate diet and not gain weight. They are working off this principle, all right? So they're not, they might not be losing. You probably will not. And what we've seen, you do not lose weight in a calorie surplus, but you might not gain weight in a surplus that is from carbohydrates. So it might take you a big surplus over a big amount of time for you to gain weight from excess carbs. 
So a high carb diet is far better for weight loss than a high fat diet. And keeping that fat low is going to be the best you can do for your weight loss and for your health. So what does this look like practically? As much as possible, eliminate oil from your diet. Eliminate it from cooking. Have a look at the labels of things that you are buying, the sauces, the condiments, things like coconut cream, mayonnaise, all of these high fat, high oil, processed foods, even nut butters, which are incredibly high in fat and processed, are not going to help you with your weight loss. Alright guys, so let's talk a tiny little bit about protein and I'm not going to talk much about this but mostly I want to say if you are consuming enough greens, enough whole grains and enough whole carbohydrates like we recommend, you will not have to worry about protein. You will be getting adequate protein just from those foods that you're consuming. One thing I want to say is that protein, just like carbohydrates, has 4 calories per gram. So it, it, is, it is not as calorie dense as fat. And I'm going to link a podcast that I did about protein if you want to learn more about that. Okay guys, so the key takeaways here to remember is every food, every whole food has a combination of carbs, protein and fat. When you process a food, you make it more calorie dense. Your body wants to run on carbohydrates, that is its preferred source of fuel, and it stores carbohydrates differently to how it stores fat. Carbohydrates and protein are about four, gram, four calories per gram, whereas fat is more than double at nine calories per gram. So any high fat food is automatically higher in calorie density. Your protein needs are very, very easy to meet when you eat a whole foods, high carbohydrate, high veggie diet like we will show you how to do. Alright guys, so now I want to talk about how this relates to you. So when I'm looking at making decisions about foods, I can instantly look at something and I can say because of the fat content, I would choose the higher carb option over that. Right? So if I'm going out to eat, for example, I would rather choose a meal that had higher carbohydrate, refined carbohydrates than higher fat content. Okay, so this is how I start to make these decisions in my daily life. So if I'm looking at whether it would be better for me to eat nut butter, right? If I'm really craving nut butter, if I'm really craving some kind of dessert, it would be better for me to be eating another sweet potato or some more fruit than it would be for me to be eating like a nut butter with crackers. So what another thing that I do is I look at labels. So I'm looking at the label of soy milk and when I'm comparing it, I'm going, okay, so this soy milk has oil and this soy milk doesn't. So I'm going to choose the one that doesn't have oil. So when you're thinking about any kind of food choice that you have, filter it as in which, based on how much fat it has in it, which is going to be the better option. So a lower fat option is always going to be lower in calories for the same amount of weight of food. All right, so now it's time for your action steps and you better go and do these. Go right now and cook up some kind of unrefined carbohydrate and you can munch on it while you're watching the next lesson. Your, your second action step is to go and cook without oil. If you have never cooked without oil, go and cook something right now without oil. And I've got a link in the description for a video about how to do that if you don't know how to do it. If you're used to cooking without oil, what I want you to do is go and have a look in your pantry and see if there's any hidden oils in the condiments that you're using, in the foods that you are using. Don't go on to the next lesson until you've cooked up your carb 
and you've looked for oil or you've cooked without oil. I will see you in the next lesson.